guys what's up how are you doing welcome to the hey mom why did no one tell me podcast my name is rebecca i am your host for this podcast and i'm so so excited that you decided to stop by so um yeah we'll just start from the beginning who am i so my name is rebecca i am an actor here in the washington dc area and not only am i an actor but i'm also um i'm an adult and um you know i'm sure if you're listening to this you either are a young adult or you have been a young adult so um you probably know that a lot of the things that you expected to have happened or expected were going to go a certain way did not actually go that way um So yeah, that's something that I definitely experienced and I want to talk about it. And I think that we often don't talk about those things because we feel different, that we are talking about them or we feel like we shouldn't be talking about them and you know, then we try to talk about them and then everyone just gets like really quiet and then you feel like a little uncomfortable that you're talking about this like whole topic so you just stop well i am here because i think we need to talk about it and i want to talk about it with you guys so this podcast will be about those um those experiences um and just sort of you know coming across a situation or an event that you think was supposed to go a certain way or happen a certain way and then you experience it and you're kind of like okay well that didn't exactly go the way i wanted it to go okay then there are these other things involved with it that i didn't realize i'd have to do or i realized that would you know um happen because of it and you know what do i do next Um, I'm right there with you, um, and I'm learning with you guys, I'm experiencing with you guys, and, um, yeah, I want to make sure that you understand and know that you're not alone. So, um, this podcast will mainly be about those experiences, and, um, I want to show you guys that, you know, you are not alone. And that there are other people out there who have gone through the same thing. And I want to help you through those tough times that you might not have expected to find yourself in. And that's sort of the reason why I wanted to do this show. To tell you a little bit about my story. Um, So I went to school for theater. That's what I have my degree in. And I graduated from school and I decided to pursue acting as my career. And after I decided to do that, um, a little while later, I moved into my first um, my first place. I had roommates and everything. But it was the first time I had moved out of my parents' house. And so that came with its own sort of whole, <laughs> whole host of new experiences, new things. I learned a lot about myself um, when I first moved out of my parents' house, and honestly, um, it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be, and it wasn't, you know, this great, big, awesome thing that I was hoping and, you know, dreaming it would be. Um, 
I went through a lot of ups and downs my first couple of months living in a new space. And, you know, I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk to about, you know, feeling lonely or the stress that I was experiencing. Um, the worry that came with, you know, my whole new situation. And the more I talked about it and the more I sort of talked to my friends about it, the more I realized that this was something that happened a lot, um, but not a lot of people were talking about it. I remember saying to a couple of my friends that I was feeling, you know, really lonely and I just, you know, moved all my stuff in and I was like, you know, I just feel so by myself. I am with myself a whole lot more than I expected I would be. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of, kind of lonely. You know, like, am I crazy for feeling this? Because I felt like I shouldn't have been feeling that way. I felt like, you know, I was living on my own for the first time. And I felt like I should have been having this, you know, fantastic, amazing, wonderful time. But, I mean, and on the outside, you know, that's what I thought it was supposed to be. And on the inside, I was just really lonely. And I would be, you know, sitting on my bed and wondering, you know, what what am I doing wrong? Why aren't I, you know, having all this, like, having all of these fun and amazing experiences? Like, those, that's what I should be doing. Like, I'm in my mid-twenties. Like, that is what should be happening in my life. And it wasn't. I was sitting on my bed, scrolling through my phone, and wondering, you know, um, sort of what was wrong? Like, why was I doing this? Why was I feeling this way? And... Um, after realizing that I wasn't the only one, I knew that I had to be a voice for those of us, um, you know, when we're just starting out and we're having all these new experiences, that I need to say, you know, it's okay if you're feeling lost and it's okay that you don't know how to do certain things when you first, um you know, move out on your own. I think a lot of times we all expect that other people expect us to know how to do everything, you know, once we're out in the real world, in the adult world, if you will. Um, but the truth is, a lot of us don't really know what we're doing, and we're kind of figuring it out as we go along, or, you know, we're asking our parents as it goes along, which is normal, and you know, there's nothing, you know, out of the ordinary as far as that is concerned because it's totally normal to ask your parents questions. Um, me especially, I know that um, the first few months that I was living um, outside of my house, um, as my parents' house, sort of by myself, but I, I did have roommates, I would be on the phone with my mom sometimes um, and I'd just talk to her and ask her questions. I'd be like, I didn't understand like this, or I didn't know why like this had to happen, or this happened to me, like what do I do? And just feeling like, you know, I should have had the answers to those questions and I didn't, but having someone to answer them um, made me realize, oh, okay, so it's okay that I don't have the answer to all of my questions. And that's sort of 
where the idea um, for the name of this podcast came from. Like, hey mom, so like, why did no one tell me dot dot dot? Which I think if we all sort of sat down and we had to fill in the blanks for the dot dot dot, we all could come up with some pretty, pretty um, awesome stuff. So that's sort of the story behind this podcast and the um, the reasoning um, behind, or I guess the explanation behind the name. And um, yeah, I'm really excited because we're going to be talking about a really wide range of topics. Um, I'm hoping that we'll be talking about like personal experiences, new experiences, um, the young adult experiences, and we're going to be hitting on some topics that I personally really enjoy talking about, like learning um, about personal finance and money management, which I think, you know, we need to be talking more about, and they don't teach that in schools, and they absolutely should be teaching those in schools. Um, we'll also be talking about current events. I'm hoping to get um, some guests on here and um, Q&As, definitely some sort of self-care talk, um, and just sort of, you know, each um, each episode will touch on you know, something that, you know, hey, like, why did no one tell me um, this was a thing? And... I really hope that this podcast will reach the people who need it and it will help them. And it's, you know, sort of my my hopes, it's my hope, uh, hopes and dreams that this podcast will help someone who might need it. Um, so with that all being said, we're just going to sort of um, jump right into the first topic of our show and that is... Um, choosing a non-traditional job route or career path. And to give you guys um, a little bit of background of my experience with this, um, like I said before, I'm an actor, and I'm sure if you ask anyone, being an actor is the absolutely um, farthest thing from a non-traditional 9-to-5 job. And yes, I would very much agree with that. Being an actor is fun and exciting and amazing and crazy and stressful and all sorts of things in the middle. Um, so sort of this, in this podcast, you know, I want to talk about why no one told me that choosing a non-traditional career path um, was okay. And I think this all sort of just starts with, you know, when we're told when we're really young, like think, you know, kindergarten, first, second grade, people come up and ask you and they say, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you give them some like really crazy answer like, oh, I want to be um, a princess or well, I guess being a princess like isn't a crazy answer. But, um, you know, you give answers like I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a veterinarian. I want to be... Um, you know, I want to be a doctor, all of these things. And no matter how realistic or how crazy your answer is when you're like seven, your teacher or whoever's asking is going to look at you and they're going to smile and they're going to say, yeah, that's awesome. Keep dreaming. Like, you know, that's totally possible. And then, you know, it's just like a fun thing you do when you're a kid. And then as you get older, um, your answer might change to something like a bit 
maybe a bit more realistic because um, you're getting older and you're sort of realizing more stuff. Um, and then probably around middle school, you realize that, okay, you can't really grow up to be like maybe a lion tamer in space or something like that. And then, you know, once you get to college, not college, but once you get to high school, it's like, okay, so you have to apply to college soon. What do you want to be? And I think somewhere between when we're eight and when we hit high school, we lose that genuine spark of creativity and imagination and just, you know, having fun and realizing that, you know, people who want to be creative, it's totally possible to pursue a career path in something like art or the performing arts or music. Um, and, you know, it's totally okay that, you know, you want to take that route if that is something you do in fact want to do. Um, you know, I know growing up, um, I've been performing in like community theater shows since I was eight and probably around that time I was like, I want to be an actor. And that never went away. Um, when I got to middle school, it was still, you know, I want to be an actor. When I got to high school and it was time to, you know, apply to colleges and choose what I wanted to study, um, it was, well, for a brief point in time, I thought maybe I'd want to study international policy which I know, completely opposite end of the spectrum from performing arts. Um, but I, I briefly considered studying that. Um, but then I thought, no, no, I, I want to be an actor. I want to pursue my passion. I want to be in a creative field. This is what I want to do. And so um, I was very lucky I would say um, my parents were, my family were all so, so, so supportive um, when I went through all my auditions for college and actually being in college for theater. And um, you know, I had a great friend group and support system when I was in school too. And my parents and family still continue to support me to this day. So I do recognize that I am so, so lucky that my parents, um, you know, support me in what I want to do, especially in a career field and a career path where that's not always the case. I can't tell you how many times I've met someone who, you know, they tell me what they do for a living and they, they seem pretty content with it. You know, it pays their bills. It lets them do fun stuff. Um, but doesn't doesn't light them up. I don't see like that little like spark in their eye. They're like, you know, their overall like demeanor does doesn't like all of a sudden light up. Like I don't see that. And um I think more people should experience that. In fact, there was a um I went on a date, oh gosh, probably a year ago at this point, before I met um, the guy I'm dating now, my current boyfriend, um, I went on this date with a guy, and he worked for a consulting firm, um, I believe out in the, wa in the Washington, D.C. area, but I don't think in 
DC. And you know, if you're from the Washington, D Washington DC metro area, you know that consultants are everywhere. Um, but he was a consultant for a firm and I was talking to him and the entire time, you know, like he told me where he worked and everything. We just were talking about, you know, other things you talk about on a first date. And we got to this one point where he, um, he just, he got really excited about this club. It was like an art club or something he started when he was in school. And um, he like started it when he was like a freshman in college and it's like still going strong even though he graduated, um, you know, a year or so ago or whenever he graduated. Um, but he just got so excited talking about that and he finally said, you know, well, art's my passion, but you know, how am I going to make money with art? And it's conversations like that that I've, I've heard way too often. And I think that, you know, being artists and being, you know, in the performing arts especially, like, I get that quite a lot. Like, oh, how are you going to make money with that? Or, oh, so many people are auditioning and there's only this one role and... You know, like how, like how is that? How are you even like living right now? Um, those are all things that I've come across. Those are all things that I've experienced personally, and um, they used to affect me a lot more than they do now. And I think, you know, over time, I just sort of realized, well, well, yeah, I think that performing. Um, and being in an arts field professionally is really competitive, but at the same time, you kind of have to, you know, ask the question back on itself and say, well, what field isn't competitive? You know, I think with um, artists and performers, we are so visible to the public. You know, like celebrities who are artists or actors, musicians, you know, they have millions of follow followers. They have so many people with eyes on them. It's really easy to see, you know, um, it's easy to see them. And, you know, there's like the famous, like, the, the famous images of actors and like the big, like big cities like New York City. At 5 a.m. there's like this long line wrapped around the block um, for an audition that starts at 9 in the morning and they're lined up at 5 a.m. with their resumes and everyone looks like everyone else and all these stories and I think the only reason why the arts fields are a bit more I don't want to say um, I don't want to say people sort of specifically choose the art field art fields to sort of like compare but I think the reason why a lot of people talk about them and use them as examples is because we're so visible. And I've learned to think of it sort of the same way in any sort of corporate setting or any sort of, you know, regular nine to five, five job setting. It's, it's the same, you know, there could be, you know, one, there's one, like there's one opening in a company and they could be interviewing, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people over the span of, a few months to fill this like one position that's like so so important that they fill and the truth of the matter is that those companies you know they schedule people to come in at certain times to meet with certain people and you know the 
general public does not see all of those people going in for that job. Whereas someone, or whereas like for actors, you know, it's like, well, in my personal experiences, you go to an audition and um, there's like some logistical stuff and like some union stuff involved. But um, a lot of times, like, here's the audition from, like, uh, like 9 in the morning to, like, 5 in the afternoon. They take lunch from, like, you know, 12.30 to 1.30. And um, auditions are... Auditions actually go, I would say, a lot faster than interviews because normally you have, like, 90 seconds, maybe two minutes, maybe a little bit more depending on what you're auditioning for. Um, that's basically your job interview. You're, you have a two-minute job interview, which um, I've also been in regular um, job interviews, and those job interviews take way longer than two minutes. And it's definitely, it's a different experience, but it's sort of the same thing. You know, there's one job, and they have to go through all of these people to see who the right fit is. And I think that you know, all companies experience that and all companies go through that, but unlike, um, you know, having someone like a receptionist schedule, um, you know, a certain number of interviews for a person in one day and then a certain number of interviews for the same person on another day, um, with auditions like that, it's like, you know, here's the day, like, if you want to be seen, if you that whole thing it's like you go then whereas it's not as um it's not I guess job interviews for companies like um like the more traditional companies aren't as visible so that's one of the reasons why I think that there's sort of like a myth behind the um the arts professions and them being just so um so difficult I think the truth of the matter of it is that any field you get in is going to be very competitive. I've heard from people who are doctors, people that are lawyers, you know, it's, they're all really competitive programs. Um, and, you know, some people are just, they're just more visible and, you know, the, the more competitive people tend to just... Not that they tend to do better, but, you know, it's it's just as competitive as, say, the arts field. You just don't see it. Like, you don't see all those people going in for interviews at law offices or having to take, um, you know, the MCATs. And the MCATs, you know, sort of, I guess, can determine where people might get accepted into for a medical school. It's like, you don't see all of those rejections with those with like other professions but with um but with acting and performing arts and that's any performing arts not just um not just like theater auditions um you know it's just it's just a different structure and I think what it comes down to is that we're just more visible which is great um because it tells people about our profession and what we do um, but at the same time, it creates sort of this false narrative around what we do. And I think that narrative is true for any field you go into. Um, 
So just sort of growing up and thinking, oh, well, this, you know, my profession that I chose is so hard to, um, so hard to make a career out of, and it's so hard to actually pursue. Um, and just the overall notion of any career that isn't a nine to five job isn't something that is going to, that isn't going to be a career that you can make your living off of. And, you know, um, most of my friends actually, aside from like maybe one or two, I would say most of my friends, um, and the people in my immediate, like, circles all work nine to five jobs. And, um, sort of, you know, they're all amazing people, they, you know, they love what they do, and I'm not saying that nine to five jobs are a bad thing. Um, I'm saying that, you know, for those people who want those nine to five jobs and who like the schedule and who like, you know, just like the whole structure of that career, then that's fantastic for them. And I think that they should continue to pursue their careers and do what they want to do. Um, but I think it's almost doing a disservice to everyone to say that that's the only way. Because I've been at this for, well, I've been acting for as long as I can remember. Um, but if we just look at the past two years, I promise you that a nine to five job is not the only way to live your life. It is not the only way to have a career. If that's what you want to do, then that's fantastic. And, you know, I wish you all the best. Um, but for those of us who, you know, a nine to five job is just like, it's not our thing, then that's also fine too. And that's fantastic. And I'm really proud of you for having that courage to say to yourself and maybe even to the people around you, hey, like that kind of job is not for me. I'm going to go be creative. I'm going to go pursue um, my, my own company. I'm going to go pursue a career in writing or acting or dancing or music. Um, I think that's awesome. And I really think that it comes down to us looking in the mirror, looking at ourselves like in the eyes in the mirror and asking ourselves, what do you really want? And if the answer is, I really want to do what I want to do and pursue my passions and pursue the arts, then yeah, I think being truthful with yourself is the first step. Um, you know, having, having a nine to five job definitely has its benefits. Um, but for those of us who want a non-traditional job, I'm here to tell you it's 100% possible. And don't let all this excess noise of, oh, you're not going to make money or, oh, only people with connections may ever make it like as a, ever make their living as an artist. That's not true. So I guess, you know, we could be asking ourselves the question, hey, like, hey mom, why did no one tell me that it's okay to not have a nine to five job? And I'm here to tell you the answer to that is no one has told you it's okay to not have a nine to five job because most of society, in my opinion, 
probably doesn't know anything different. Um, you know, your parents, my parents even, you know, that was what they did. They woke up, they went to work, um, started at nine, ended at five, came home, um, took care of their families, you know, pursued their interests and hobbies, and then they did it again the next day. And, you know, when we're around people and that's everything that they are familiar with, it's sometimes hard to see beyond that. Um, I know for me that seeing my parents in a job field that wasn't the creative or performing arts and just everyone around me was um, in that sort of nine to five job. And even in college, when all of my friends were pursuing careers that would eventually lead them to the jobs they had now, it was really hard to sort of just be able to see past that and say to myself, okay, well, you know, I'm going to school for this. Is this something I can actually do and accomplish? Um, It took me a long time to actually figure that out and actually be able to um, see that it was 100% possible. And that's what I'm here to... um, talk with you guys about today. If you are, no matter who you are, where you are in the world right now, if you are sitting, listening to this podcast, I want to ask you one thing right now. What is it that you really want to do? So if if the answer to that question for you is, I want to pursue a career in this field, and it's a field that, um, you know, is, you know, a typical job field, um, then that's awesome. Um, I hope that it's everything that you want it to be and you enjoy your time doing it. But if you're sitting there and you've answered your question, I don't want to be working a nine-to-five job for the next 40 years and then at 60, 65 I get to finally pursue what I want to do. Um, I want to tell you that it is okay to choose a non-traditional job route. Yes, it may be scary, yes, you might get questions like, oh well, where are you going to get the money for your rent or where how are you going to pay your bills if you don't have like a steady income um and all this stuff like what about job stability um those are all questions that you know you might get i know i've gotten and i think that if 2020 has taught us anything is that nothing is certain so as far as stability is concerned i mean stability what stability? I think the only stability or, well, not stability, but one of my favorite quotes is that the only constant is change. I love that quote. And I think that's something that can be applied here. You know, we rely on stability. We rely on things happening the same way over and over again. And that's great, but, you know, things are always changing. So, as far as the whole stability thing is, or the whole stability idea goes, is that, yeah, you can 
maybe have more stability in a typical or more traditional job, um, but you can also have stability doing what you love too. Um, and just because you're choosing a non-traditional job route, and this is something that I wish I had learned a lot earlier, that doesn't make you any less of a person. And let me explain to you what I mean by that. When I was, um, I would say a year after college, when I was just sort of really getting into acting and performing and auditioning and stepping into and taking ownership of that whole, you know, personal um, identity and being able to say, yes, I am an actor and this is what I do, um, it can it can sometimes make you feel like you're falling behind. Um, like I mentioned before, a lot of my friends, well, most of my friends, um, work nine to five, um, nine to five jobs. And so their schedule is very, it's set. Um, they work a certain number of hours. They have certain in and out times. And um, they're probably making like tens of thousands of dollars more than me right now. Um, and sometimes when you're around that and as much as your friends support you and as much as, you know, you're rooting for your friends to move up in their careers and get those promotions and get those bonuses at work, um, sometimes you can just feel like you're falling behind or you're failing. And I think that has to do a lot with social media and with just, again, back to visibility and seeing all of these things. And, you know, um, they say comparison is the, thief, is the thief of joy. And that is something that I found myself doing. I was comparing myself to my friends who were working these jobs. They were working like 40 hours a week. They got to go home at five o'clock every day. And I was over here thinking, okay, so they wake up, they start working at nine. They got lunch from like 12 to one or can take lunch whenever you know they want to. Well, I guess not whenever they want to, but generally um, around like midday. And then they get to go home at five o'clock. And I was like, well, I wake up at, you know, six in the morning, I start work at eight, and then after I finish work, after I go to work from like eight to two, then I'm going to go teach an after school class from, you know, like three to four, and then I have um, some extra, like, uh, like some other job that I'm doing, like right after that, and I don't end my day at until um, like six or seven o'clock. I'm like, okay, well, I'm working a lot longer hours for, I guess, in the end, a lot less money. And that was something that I was struggling with a lot, just because, you know, my friends they were working less less hours for more money and I felt like because I was working like I was the opposite I was working more hours but for less money that I had to make up for that somehow and that I was falling behind because I wasn't you know making the same salary they were 
or I wasn't in my career. Like I wanted to be where they were. And I think that's something that when choosing a non-traditional job route, um, it, it does pop up. And I'm not saying you're going to be immune to those feelings. I was not at all. I'm still not. But it's something to be aware of. And, you know, comparing myself to those people around me, even though, you know, they were my best friends and I loved them, um, I was feeling pretty sad. And it really took the joy and the happiness out of, you know, being able to pursue my dreams, being able to perform and being able to act and being able to just share my gifts with people who wanted to see them. Um, I wasn't able to enjoy that. And I think we, we need to remember that no matter what job path we choose, traditional, non-traditional, comparing ourselves to others is never going to put us ahead. And if we keep that in mind, then I think that can sort of keep things in perspective. And I know it's much easier said than done. I find myself slipping back into it and comparing my position where I am right now with others who are both performers and not performers. And I think that when we are, when we do choose the non-traditional job route, that's something that we are going to come up against. And that's okay. And you know, we're all going to have to work through it some way, somehow, but the first step is acknowledging that it does exist and being okay with the fact that um, we're going to have these thoughts, but not accepting those thoughts and working on telling ourselves, no, this is my career path. I am 100% worthy of everything that I'm doing. I'm 100% worthy of what I want to pursue and everyone else is doing their own thing. That's great, but this is what I want to do. This is what I want to see happen in my own life and I am going to make it happen. So I guess one of the secrets about not choosing a non-traditional job route is that, you know, People do it and people make a living off of it, but we just don't see it. Um, or it's not as visible aside from like the big celebrities, right? They're the big celebrities who, you know, like, oh, they've made it, they've made it. And you see the people waiting in line at 5 a.m. around the block in New York City, and you're like, oh, well, they're kind of not in the same place, but there's a whole bunch of people in the middle that have made it and to, you know, make livings off of doing what they love and they don't have to go into an office from nine to five every day. And, you know, choosing, choosing that route, you have to really want it. And, you know, it's, it's not easy, but if you feel it like within your, like within your soul, like that is what you are meant to be doing then I absolutely 100% think that you should go for it. Because even though you might not see it, there are people doing it. 
and there are people making their living off of it and they're so much happier than if they were in a corporate job you know they they um they love it and they want to keep doing it before um before i let you guys um let you guys go i wanted to tell you a quick little story so um there is a woman who i don't personally know her but i know of her and she has won an award here in the dc area it's called a helen hayes award the best way i can describe it it's like a helen hayes is like a tony award but in the washington dc area so it's like carries like that kind of weight here in dc and she um she was an actor well she is an actor and that's what she was you know that was her passion that's what she did and she ended up um when she ended up becoming pregnant the reality of it was is that she couldn't um just where she was in her career she wouldn't be able to support the child that she was about to have so she ended up putting her career on pause and took a corporate job for i think like a few years um and then she came back to acting and she said you know she did it because she had a she had a daughter to think of um but she would never go back because that was not her calling um and so I think that even if you sort of are wavering back and forth between, oh, I'm like this creative, but I'm going to go take this nine to five job, but I want to come back to creating after you realize maybe that job isn't for you, it's totally fine too. I think the really exciting thing about just sort of living our lives is that we can try a bunch of different things and if we don't like it, then we can change it. Um, we're not ever stuck in one thing for the rest of our lives and i think that's an amazing thing um so if you are sitting there and you're thinking oh maybe maybe a path down the arts route or the creative route is for me please 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 pursue it if there's one thing the world needs right now it's more artists, more people to bring their creativity, spread their joy, spread their warmth. We need that so badly right now. And, you know, if that leads you to choosing to go down a road where you are, you leave your nine to five job and you're just in this, you're doing your own thing, that's, that's amazing. Um, and I want to leave you guys with this. Choosing a non-traditional job may be scary at first, and a lot of people around you might say that it's not feasible, you won't be able to make a living out of, off of it, um, but I'm here to tell you that's not true. And if you, if you are surrounding yourself with people that you love, and they're just trying to look out for you, you are so lucky for that and their apprehensions come from a place of love. But also, if they've never gone down that road of opening their own jewelry shop or, you know, um, 
deciding to become a writer full-time and try and get a book deal, if they've never done that, maybe they're not the best people to be taking advice from. Um, one of my, um, I forget where I heard this from, but it was, the, the phrase itself was, why would you take advice from someone who is not where you want to be? I'll say that again. Why would you take advice from someone who is not where you want to be? And I'm not saying that as, like, a rude thing or saying that as, like, you know, trying to make, you know, maybe a relative that or someone who cares about you sound bad or anything, but it, it's the truth. Um, if you want to be, if you want to open your own um, baking shop, um, you're not really going to go ask someone who has worked in... I don't know, who's worked in HR for the last 40 years. Like, you're not going to go ask them. That doesn't make sense. Um, so if you're thinking about pursuing, you know, something that you want to try, you love, do it. I promise you it's possible. I promise you that it's not as scary as it seems. And I promise you that if you do have this passion and you do decide to pursue it, you are going to feel so, so full inside and you're, you're just going to be so excited and lit up by the work and the creativity that you get to, um, that you get to use and you get to show to the world. So thank you guys so much, um, for sitting through and listening to this first episode of Hey Mom, Why Did No One Tell Me? And um, yeah, I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed this, um, please like, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, um, tell everyone you know. Um, why not? It's um, We're here to have fun. We're here to have um, some pretty cool discussions. So you know, uh, share that with, um, everyone you know. Awesome. So thank you so much again for listening and I will see you in the next episode.